Hello and welcome on to episode, where is it now, mate, Tony, you worked out, nine, nine. this time, episode nine of Pod 67, my name's Ryan Gallagher, how you doing? This is the old firm, or can I say old firm now, can you boys? The Glasgow Derby. The Glasgow it's Derby preview has got cancelled now. Um, as always, I'm joined by the boys, Tony Doyle. How you doing boys, what's happening? And Scott Ireland. Aye, good to be here mate, week off, so I'm on the chance. You got a week off? Mate, you can't say that in Covid times, so don't mention having a week off. <laughs> oh, that's the boys, this is the, the can, we're calling this the cans preview. Aye, push pod. Says me sitting here with no can. Scott, you're the only one the cans. I've literally got a glass. I don't want to bust you all, I've got a glass. <laughs> I've got a glass. There's, there's a famous quote about this. Go for it. Football is nothing without the cans. Mm. We're proving that today. Matt Busby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt Busby said that. Oh, this is going to be horrendous. <laughs> is it Matt Busby, eh? Ah, yeah. don't know, mate. I've just jumped into the no, See, to be fair, that's so, probably. It's, not that it's one of these things that managers probably all say. It's like a pure generic manager, club owner thing. Hey, but we don't fucking all take it for like, nah, it was him. Definitely him. Uh, we don't all jump in like you, no. We don't, we don't go for it like you did, but, but you did anyway. Um, before we kick on, then, you can get us on Twitter at pod underscore 1967, the usual bit. Join in the conversation. We're posting a little bit on that. As well, um, Tony, I'm pretty sure will be live tweeting the Rangers game on Saturday, so that'll be that'll be fun. No, I don't get reception from the couch, so oh, okay, I'll be here for that one. Hey, Scott, you're up in. Oh man, I'll yeah. be, I'm back in the same couch as him. That's my that right. Pod underscore nineteen sixty seven. Get us on there. Like I say, join the conversation, and we can talk about all things Celtic, right? So boys, it's currently Wednesday night. We're watching Scotland game just now. We don't really talk about that too much. Mm-hmm. Playing quite well. You're but, actually watching this? No, like I say, we're, we're not. We're recording a podcast, so <laughs> the Scotland game is on just now. But we don't need to talk about that too much. Um, Rangers on Saturday, Scott. Um, it's been a bit of a turbulent build up in it with, with COVID cases. So that's what Eddie has got COVID. Christie self isolating. Uh, Al <laughs> apparently has got it. There's no way. Really know what's yeah. with him. He's yeah, in the kitchen with hot water bottle. I am. Al Hamid's the first footballer to actually show symptoms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is asymptomatic, but no Al Hamid, no. <laughs> or else you hang about Armstrong and ask you banned for football for two weeks. Oh, thank fuck. Um, for a day off Al Hamid. And uh, he's on as well. Um, all in a row mentioned to a former Celtic man, Kieran Tierney. He's, mm. His club, Arsenal man, they've been. They've, did you see what they said? Absolutely. Mm. I knew he had it, but we just didn't disclose it. And you're like, Did no, no they, they say because he never he tested negative as if, well, it doesn't count. But, but I mean, if Ella, but was he sure anyone, anyone in your household got it, then you would have to self isolate. So, mm. shite for Christy, but that's mm. the rules. I don't know what they're trying to do, Arsenal to launch you. But like you say, Scott and all them people ruled out, you know, it's Christy, Elhamid, and Beaton, they're definitely out. Eddie, we don't know what's going to happen yet. He might be and he might not be. He's flying back on the Friday. I don't see him starting the game. It's going to be like friends, isn't it? He's going to get off the plane. I get off the plane! <laughs> Why did they do the Ross voice? <laughs> or try at least. <laughs> Somebody's phoning for a left for Angie to get put in that flight in Make sure he gets back in time. And uh, Shane Duffy as well with uh, the Ireland camp. He was uh, a risk. He, they thought he was going to have it, but he didn't. Mm. Rangers fans thought he had it. That was funny from Twitter. Yeah. Um, they came out. Somebody from Ireland scored it. Like, Shane Duffy's got it. And you're like, Nadie's telling you who's got it. To be honest, though, I was on Twitter and I did fall for the debate this morning with is it Kent and Tavern? I fall with Battle Fever. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! So close. They've tested positive. Oh, wait, Battle Fever. 1690. Right, yeah. <laughs> Cases confirmed this month. <laughs> 
What do you think of the build up though, boys? Because, you know, Scott, is that just a, a bit of spanner on the works for the, the build up? Oh, it's unfortunate, but one of those, you just need it's like it's basically Covid's now just going to go down, it's like injuries. So if these four players were out, I think Edward will need to see what happens in the next couple of days, but hopefully he'll be back and he'll play some sort of. Yeah, uh, roll. Uh, Beaton and El Hamid, it's an unfortunate thing, but we've got three solid centre halves and uh, and Ayer, Julian and, and Duffy that can that can come in. Christie's never really turned up against Rangers for me, so I mean it's I just take it as three, four players injured and we just we can't use it no excuses for this game. Siege mentality, it might it might even rally us behind the fact that it's happened to us, but it's just one of those things it's it's a tough world that we're living in right now. But we touched on it before. Uh, the end of the last pod that international football shouldn't be happening and Aye. we've just been proven right over the past Aye. so we'll touch on that in a wee second about international football with Tony Scott mentioned there about you know classing these guys as injuries we'll go on our team lineups or our team choices for the weekend for mine and we'll discuss it a bit more in depth later on none of my kind of main guys have been affected by this yet so far El Hammond isn't going to be in my team Beaton won't be Christie wouldn't be Eddie is a kind of touch and go based on recent form mm-hmm. so I haven't lost anybody yet from from my starting line that I'll predict are you kind of worried about these guys missing this game in terms of depth more than anything I get what you're saying about obviously from your starting 11 definitely but let's be honest Christy and Neil Hammond probably would be in Neil Lennon starting 11 so it does weaken what he sees in the park at least every week. He sees in training, he goes right, El Hamed, right back for a bomb right wing. That's the way it would have been probably, ideally. So now you're probably going to be forced to play Ayer there or potentially Julian that's coming out of the cold. To look at it as injuries, it's unfortunate for looking at that point of view, but these these can be all easier really by just cancelling international football. Let's be very honest here. We don't need to be flying to Israel, Finland, Czech Republic. This can be easily avoided, but... It's where we are in this current situation in the planet, unfortunately, but we just need to dig in what Scott was saying. And hopefully the boys that come out for the bench and the reserves step up, guys, up to the plate and just fucking go for it Saturday because three points is a must. Scott, our last show we done was a week past on Monday, just there. Mm. Um, so this is now what Thursday this podcast came So just over a week ago when we were talking, we, we touched on international football a little bit towards the end. Um, people be calling you Mystic Meg this week. You were out there saying international football should not be happening. What happens if a player goes away, gets the COVID, bang, Tuesday morning, Austin Edward, COVID. Like, did you did you see something coming there? That, that, that was what tipped me over the edge. I could deal with being stuck in my house for four months, but see when Austin Edward got COVID, that was it. I've had enough of it. The that, world that has that, to stop. That was literally it. I was nearly in tears. And then, <laughs> see the week after any time that I was going to my bed, I was just waiting for like the papers to come out with like another player that got it and then it was beat on well, it was Christie the day before and then it was beat on and then it was El Hamid and I was like right who's going to be next is it going to be Ayer El Yanoussi is it going to be Duffy but yeah it just it sums up international football UEFA it's money talks in it uh, they just they want these games to happen in fact it's not even the Scotland Israel game's important for the but the Euros only happened in 2021 so that didn't even need to be played mm. this week Nations League Nobody fucking knows what the Nations League is, what it means, what it stands for. It's just glorified international friendlies, basically. And, I don't know, Ronaldo's now got it, so maybe a big superstar getting it and he's going to miss a couple of UV games might force him to act. Did you see uh, Kamavinga, the French boy that got his top after the games uh, on Instagram? He's posting a picture, like, oh, buzzing at his top. And 
He's got what? That's the worst get it's a complete Trojan horse again. That's <laughs> <laughs> the worst part. But I was uh, moonlighting this week, boys. I was called on to a, a radio show to talk about this situation. You get naff with somebody behind our backs? I was, mate. I, well, no, actually, I mentioned the pod. I, I, was, I prefer the word Judas, but we'll go with that. Yeah. Actually, I mentioned the pod. I put it over, but the, the conversation was about international football and stuff. Yeah, okay. And uh, the presenter on the show, I won't name names, exactly came on saying, I think we should cancel international football. I said, I understood the Israel game having to go ahead because it was for a tournament that mm-hmm. was supposed to happen that summer. We couldn't have it that summer. It's now going to be next summer. I understand having to have that game and then the game that comes after it. But for me, the two games that Scotland have played, um, who's that, the game threat against the, the Czechs yeah. um, and the game at the, week, the weekend as well. You know, let's not forget, Czech Republic are completely hamstrung as well by COVID-19 well, cases. Exactly. That's why players missing from the starting lineup, And the manager as well is also out. So yeah. I, I don't, what I said was I don't see why these games should be going ahead because for me, they're meaningless games. Edward got to play with the France under 21s mm-hmm. meaningless under 21s right? not even in international career the, the points that he made back to me were um, you know that might be a big deal to I mean, it might not be you but it might be a big deal to Edward I said I know but Edward's now potentially going to miss the biggest game in his club career you know the, the Post, first, possibly season defining exactly so the, the first big game in the season and then the other point he made back was going so did we just scrap like uh, like kind of Champions League Europa League football as well then if they're not travelling across the world I said no yeah. the point is save players are in their bubbles so Celtic players are all in a bubble mm. with Celtic players you know Man U players Arsenal players you name it any club they're in a bubble Aye. what you're doing with international football is taking individuals out of that one you're flying them across the world they're not getting charter flights places they're, they're going on probably the Ryanair well she, she definitely probably the Ryanair flight but but they're, go- they're going on normal flights with normal people that, you know it's different if Celtic go away in Europe they charter a flight they fly it in the Glasgow airport they go off the bus on their plane it's the same bubble moving onto that plane flying across sticking to the rules but if you're having people coming out of bubbles all across the world and then joining up with another team you're going to get an, outbur- an outbreak of kind of COVID case especially from different countries that all have different fucking rules definitely not so you the way you look at it is basically an extended family. They leave their partners and kids at home basically and they go see the extended family because they're not allowed to socialise. That's a real set place for the club so there shouldn't really be an issue. With it. There hasn't been an issue with Celtic until this point until international duty has come up and that is when the cases have spiked. And it's a shame that Rangers players don't have international players. I've sort of seen a, a, a significant rise in their players as well. Alfredo's uh, played a big part this week. Uh, you can't say that. came off the bench when they were winning. Apparently he was the victor. Yeah, he, he was a game changer. <laughs> ah, that's it. No, yeah. Just to, Check to play Dick Advocate, wait, I don't think Celtic could do much about it. Like People are saying like just take them out of the squad that Salzburg have done. Like, you need to remember that international football is... I'm like I'm off like I'd have scrapped it without fucking COVID anyway but uh, <laughs> like <It'll help> and, <laughs> I, I, if it's going if it's going ahead then I don't there's no much Celtic can like Shane Duffy's Ireland's captain right he's captained Ireland last three games that's probably the biggest one of the biggest honours his career to captain his country so the players will want to go so it's a tough one I don't think I think I don't think you can blame any of the club here there's, there's, there's nothing you can blame the club like it really needs to come down to UEFA where they think right we're living in a pandemic none of us can go on holiday so these international friendlies really shouldn't be happening no. right now but it is what it is and we just need no excuses for the game Sunday eh, Saturday sorry we just need to deal with it it comes back to the the point I think we made a few weeks ago about 
making sure, you know, because we've got the rising cases now. Scott, I think it was you made the point initially. I mean, you said we need to make sure we're top of the league at all times in this, or even the kind of points per game um, kind of ratio, because we need to make sure we're top, because this can go to any point, don't it, can it? Well, since you last year, we didn't actually see it getting cold, but that's exactly what happened. It got to a point where the league had to be stopped for health reasons, and rightly it was called at the time. It was inevitable we were going to win the league, but say, for instance, it happens in January and Rangers are sitting one point ahead of us. What happens then? You think you would How have, do you call it? You'd have thought the SPFL, knowing what happened last season, would have wrote up some rules about what was going to happen. Aye, but, that that no, would be smart. But now we're sitting in October and we don't Aye. really know. So Aye. we are caught in that position where you don't know what's going to happen. Average points per game. I mean, I think it could get to a stage if you play over half the season and whatever happens, then they might need that and might what it comes down to. So. Well, that, that was the precedent that was set with, uh, I can't remember the league that was, somewhere in Europe. Um, but it happened where a team in their league was called and UEFA stepped in and said, basically, if you've played more than half of your games in a season that you're going to play, then call it. Anything before that, then it wouldn't have been called. But they played more than half the games, which, I mean, it's not ideal. Mm. You can understand though if you played half the games. There's going to be frustration. For us, for example, if we played half the games in our season, right, that's roughly we play teams four times a season. You know, we've played everybody twice. But at that point, roughly, right, give or take. You know, we've roughly played teams twice. So you probably then go, well, if you call it at that point, see how the league's standing. If you need to call it, then that's what's going to happen. So the big thing for us is making sure that, you know, we're not even top of the table because we've still got a game in hand. Technically, if they called it just now, we'd win the league. Because they've got more points per game, right? per game. But that's only because they played one less game. Obviously, if we'd played in our game and, and been level with them, then it could have been you know something completely different. We, we always need to be, look to be top of the league, like pandemic or not. Like We've mm-hmm. got a much bigger budget than Rangers, get better players. Uh, obviously, we're kind of hamstrung because the rest of the teams in the league aren't so great. So we've only dropped points once, they've dropped points twice. So there's no much room for manoeuvre in terms of how far you could be ahead of Rangers at this point. But... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been said before, like the four old farm games are going to be are going to be crucial. We just need to we just need to make sure we, we win it on, on Saturday. Simple as that. As much as I think they are crucial, I think Rangers seem to drop points against the small teams every mm-hmm. year, year in year out. Especially after the break, the bottle just crashes. They can't handle beating the Ross Counties, the Hamiltons, the St Johnson. They, they just don't have the winning mentality that we have now. We can talk about that as well when we come to the kind of build up for the game at the weekend because they played Ross County in their last game. Far from convincing, you know, I actually sat and watched it and they, they could have been... Sorry to hear that. I know, mate. They could have been a golden <laughs> after five or six minutes, you know, to Ross County. So we'll talk about that anyway, but um, before we move on to that, we're going to talk a little bit about the, the transfer window um, because a certain Charlie Nicholas has been in the, the media recently saying that Celtic have had a poor transfer window and Rangers will be delighted being the stronger... Um, the stronger recruiters in the window um, Tony you, you can see why Charlie Nicholas is at a job now it's quite <laughs> everything why he's been fucking sacked it's an absolute buffoon see he's been stealing a wage with Sky Sports and I've been paying his fucking wage for far too long good riddance to the old shite I must admit I did quite like the the Celtic Twitter account drawing him after, mm-hmm. after he said that they put the the signings up on Twitter they said we're just sitting here thinking how good it was for <laughs> transfer one day like, it was quite good for him um, Tony, talk about the the transfer window because for me, I think the signings have brought in have been yep. have been decent. You know, Elianese that that's come in um, 
he was kind of one of the first ones we, we re-signed. Um, we've got, who else have we got? Turnbull came in. Barkas. Barkas. Duffy. There's plenty of players you can actually single out and go, great signing. Duffy, Ayeti, sorry, just been out of the Duffy, Ayeti, and then Luxell as well on yep. deadline day. What do you make of the, the window as a whole? See, be honest, I think that window itself is probably the strongest window we've had in the past 10 years, no problem. You can go back to like sort of Martin Hill times and actually look at it and go, that's been a fantastic window. The only slight grievance I have with the window itself is the fact that it took so long to get the players actually into the team. We could have been sitting here about a month ago with these players in. These players have been readily available for the past month or so. And you look at Fenerbahce Faros that are now in Champions League. That you can't tell me there that that team wouldn't have handily beat Fenerbahce Faros and got into the Champions League. Lacks out left back, massive improvement in Taylor. Dumble, great young up and coming Scottish midfielder. Possibly take Ryan Christie place at some point this season. I can see that happen, no problem. But for me, it's just too little, too late. It's, it came too late in the season, but. It has been a great window. Scott, Tony mentioned uh, the squad just now um, in terms of the depth they've got with the, the new signings that came in. We've added Lux out on deadline day, but obviously the Tony mentioned the Ferns Varos game and said that the team we've got just now should have beat Ferns Varos. The team we had at the time though should have beat Ferns Varos. So would, would a signing like Lux out make that much difference in that it's game. not just like out it's, it's Duffy and Ayeti wasn't brought in quick enough in time but I they're not going to go over all ground with French Farris the only man to blame for that was, was Neil Lennon but yeah Tony is right and we should have I don't you can cut that bit there and just play like every, every episode Tony is right 100% <laughs> like, right aye but for new you on, the right. this may be a common theme. You're on the right with your Femmes Farrell's predictions, that's for sure. <laughs> to be fair, you was right or something. To be a fucking shoe have been. Right, well, aye, there's only one man that's to blame for that result, and it was Neil Lennon. But if we'd have signed the players, and it would have us a much better chance, because mm-hmm. these are our biggest games of the season. We even had longer this year to prepare for them, so that game wasn't early August. And we still find about didn't get them in in time. Aye, so was the So that's you always need caveat when you're talking about the window where you can say it's a success. It's like, well, we're out of the Champions League, so can you really say it was such a big success? But I don't want to be too negative because we've ended the window. We've signed a lot of quality uh, in terms of Duff Turnbull will be one for the future. Duffy's a great signing. Uh, Laxal, uh, Ayeti, like we have, and we've got El Yunusi back. We've we've pretty much got everything that Celtic fans wanted. Maybe could have done with another winger, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't seem to be playing. We're playing three five two now, so maybe we don't need that. Frank Pong's come on, uh, leaps and bounds. So, mm-hmm. uh, but the biggest thing at the transfer window for me was, and I think that's where the pandemic's helped us, is we've kept a hold of everyone. Like we have, we've not lost a player. Like mm-hmm. I thought, as soon as we lost that French Farrows game, I thought right, Edward might go. If not Edward, it's going to be in Cham. It's going to be higher. Even Rogic. Uh, even yeah, even Tom Rogic, we kept hold of him, and we've seen how pivotal Tom mm-hmm. Rogic was just a week ago against St Johnson, and he's always going to be an option for us. We've got nine subs on the bench, we've got five subs to use this season, mm-hmm. massive squad, and uh, overall, you would give the transfer window probably six, seven, seven out of ten. Only disappointments, not getting it done quick enough in Champions League. Definitely. Right, so we'll move on then, boys, to the the main event this weekend. It was happening. 
Uh, there's a, a, a game on the weekend, mate. Um, championship starts. Aye, championship's back. Yes, but it is. Hearts are still kicking off a season. Aye, Hearts and Dundee are still playing Saturday, mate. Oh, really? That's what's going on to buy a game for. That'll be juicy and nil. Can't ask Hearts and Dundee. Battle of the Junkies. Mate, that'll be that'll be juicy and the Saturday. Just game, but no, Celtic Rangers on Saturday. I keep changing my mind whether I'm looking forward to this or not. I'm looking forward to it because there's no hard one. In ages, because also the last one get get called right before it was meant to happen. The thing is, look, we grew up in the nineties. We are scared for like growing up, just going fuck me. This is what this is about. I remember going to my aunt's house all the time, and they're all diehard Rangers fans. I sat with, and generally, every fucking game, you're getting lifted up to the ceiling, fan. The piss taking at you for ninety yeah. minutes. This is fucking shite. Hey, okay, that's not too bad a game. That's child abuse, man. Is it? Aye. I mean, I'm a clean then. <laughs> that's not too bad. Scott, you're looking forward to the game. I will. I've started drinking already. So, what do you think? Uh, no, anyone, anyone, anyone that says they enjoy old firm games is a liar. no a real Celtic fan <laughs> because I dread them. Absolutely dread them. See, Jamie, uh, I can't game. wait for for half two on on Saturday when, when it's done. <laughs> to be honest with you, I know either way how my the rest of my my night's going to go. Deal with. I can deal with. It. I can either go back to my bed and lie under my covers. Or it can be it. Well, I'll know about it, but uh, I'll be drinking uh, all night after. But I, I'm, I'm always nervous because it's just that unknown. There was a spell uh, late under Rogers when he had mm. what was that guy called Graham Murray when he was when he was their manager and Cashini and all that. And I was like, well, I know we're going to. It's just how many we're going to win by. But mm. it's obviously it's not it's not like that anymore. They have improved, and we need to take them. We need to take them seriously. So. Aye, not to say I'm looking forward to it, no, no, no. It got to a point with Rogers when you, you actually said to your pal, do we just put a 50 pound bet on to us to win? Going, aye, fuck it, got half pound on. I've said on numerous occasions leading up to this game, this is probably the least confident I've been aye. for an all-firm game. But I, I don't think that's down to, to Celtic in general, I think it's down to the fact that. No, that's a lie, I was going to say, it's down to what I've seen. Um, yeah up to this point but it's the it's the old cliche and I hate saying it but we have seen it numerous times your form goes totally out the window mm. when it comes to an old firm game the amount of we've went into to old firm games as the, the best team in the country and they've gave us an absolute storm in a game you know look at the cup final mm. um, we played them in last December we were favourites kind of again they absolutely battered us in that game That's they shouldn't have battered us in that game but they did so I think just now <laughs> and that was probably one of the last games against them that we've had. That fills me with a wee bit of kind of fear because, let's be honest, the last two times we've played them, they should have beat us. They beat us once in, at, at Parkhead and in the cup final, they should have beat us. They never, they won the cup, get it up them, but they should have beat us in that game as well. It's worrying when you buy a four pack and go, hey, I'll go to the shop after the game <laughs> and I'll get a proper cargo. <laughs> but do you think though the exclusion of fans from the game could be a bit of a swing for the, the actual atmosphere the ferocity in the game it won't be as nerve wracking for the players especially like the form players come in they won't have to deal with the crowd getting their back I find it really funny I've seen a lot of folks saying the 
we're going to hear loads of things for this game at the weekend we're going to hear the players we're going to hear the players on the park listen are we fuck going to hear the players on the park <laughs> their microphones getting turned off and we're getting cowboys bite through the like, whale noises for 90 minutes absolutely <laughs> no way we're getting cowboys that's one, no, that's one of those games I'll be demanding for Sky that I get the option <laughs> they have it without crowd noise. Every Taylor like, West of Scotland's at 100. <laughs> I want to hear some bigotry. <laughs> um, right, so what I want to do then, boys, I'll start with you, Tony. Um, I want to get your starting lineup for the game. So let us know what your preferred formation is going to be for this game. So give us your formation and then your team lineup as well. Well, ideally, um, it'd be the 3 5 2. From last year, obviously, we've seen a, a lot better from the 3 5 2. It worked well in our favour. And even leading towards the last Rangers game, we were rampant, we were battering teams in the 3 5 2. I think it's just not really clicked for us too much this season so far, but we always do sort of come good though after the transfer window. That's been a common theme, especially after New Year as well. But um, for me, it's definitely a 3 5 2. Uh, do you want natural? I give us a few. Well, I do 3 5 2. Uh, Barkas and goals, no surprise there. Um, I'd go Julian, Duffy, and I at the back. Uh, I have been the left back of the three there, Duffy in the centre. Brown McGregor in the midfield. Frimpong, Cham, and then Eli Rousey. And then Ayeti and Griffiths up top if Ayeti's fit. So you're going with El Yusei as your left wing back ultimately? Um, I grudgingly go El Yusei because he's a natural fit in the left wing. That's the only reason. But I have seen Greg Taylor playing left mid for Scotland right. And it's still in Russia. Before we then kind of dissect yours, because uh, we can go on that, Scott, what's your formation then? It's the same formation, because I mean, I've been the guy shouting 3 5 2, so I can't can go back my word on that. 3 5 2. Eight players for me pick, and they bother, and there's three if I did really. Really have a think about it. Well, stop teasing. Come I know, on. I know. I'll, I'll get it right. Uh, Barkas and goals. Uh, back three, I think, picks itself. We've got Julian, I or Duffy. Uh, fingers crossed, we've got no other worries about them because after that, you're looking at Stephen Mills if you want to play 3 5 2. You've, you've not really got MD else to play. Uh, right wing back, obviously, Fringpong. Absolutely delighted, doesn't he, James Forrest? Uh, left wing back. I'm going to begrudgingly go uh, Greg Taylor uh, and I'll, I'll come to reasons why you can question you can hear everyone just you can, you can hear a pin drop there just, the 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 just silence for a wee second and continue that's right. everyone agreeing yeah. with you midfield <laughs> three uh, I've been his biggest critic but Scott Brown's playing in this game because I think we need him we're, uh, we're limited we're not limited in options but in this sort of game, Scott Brown, much needed, Carl McGregor and Olivia Cham, eh, delighted that, eh, that Cham stayed and I think he's he's played really well last couple of games against, eh, not last couple of games, but he's played uh, three or four games yeah. eh, very well against Rangers and I think eh, it's really time for him to shine. Up front is where I've had my issues and what I'm going, if Odson Edward is fit, I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I have to play. I have to play Edward and alongside him, hey, my man for the start of the season. That right. back to Patrick Kamala, I would play. Let me jump in Edward. there. I would play Edward up top as well, but only if he's actually match fit. I'm just going off the basis that he's not match fit. If he wasn't fit, then I would play Ayeti uh, instead and put him in. If Ayeti's not fit, if the nightmare scenario happens, 
then I would probably go El Yunusi and Clamalla and then have Griffiths coming on it's mad in this position so, so you've got El Yunusi on your bench then in your, your favourite favourite team uh-huh, yes. favourite team yeah interesting so, so my my line up then so I'm, I'm similar used to so I've got Barkas and goals back three Julian uh, Duffy and Ayer I've got Frimpong at right wing back I'm chucking him like out at left wing back boys I'm throwing him in He's going to be there, middle oh, of the park. Fuck, I like so. I mean, so I'm left wing back. I know it's his first game for this, but listen, we've seen Greg Taylor this season. We've watched him tonight for Scotland. Like so, can't be any worse on his first game in. Can I say, I know it's your team, but can I say why I want to pick Greg Taylor? We'll discuss it in every second, so I'm going to chin you on it anyway. Right. Um, midfield three, I'll take. Brown has to be there. I think we've, we've called before for Scott Brown to get a rest. The one thing we did always say was, you don't rest Scott Brown against Rangers, so that's the game that he plays in. And we seen it against St Johnson when he came in. Mm-hmm. He did drive us on. He, he gave that leadership that we were actually really missing in that game, which kind of made me think, are we being a bit too harsh on this guy at the best of times? But yeah. alongside him, uh, Callum McGregor. I might tough on the Turnbull Challenger. No, mate, I, might, I might throw in Rogic against yeah. Rangers. I might throw in Rogic against Rangers. It's, the thing with Rogic is though, he's a big game player. I think there's a wild stat with Rogic. He scored like 80% of his goals are match winning goals. Mm-hmm. They all come in big games and to be honest, it doesn't get much bigger. I mean, and the thing is, Rogic likes, Rogic enjoys playing against Rangers, right? He always has enjoyed playing against Rangers, but, and I know Scott's looking at me now, I know he's going to chin me on this decision to put Rogic in, so I'll finish my mm-hmm. team first of all. Um, up top I'll go Eddie I would throw him in regardless you know, nice. if, if I was picking it I'd throw him in regardless you know I know, I know he lands back in the country Friday morning listen he's been keeping himself fit for the last 10 days and I bet he match fit though with uh, Covid he, listen he, wasn't, he didn't look up to it before he left mm. he, he looked off form anyway I'd throw him in a game against Rangers because it's a big game he steps up and if he's games. available to play you play him and I would play I play Griffiths alongside him, and I, I know this. Is, I know people listen to this and go, "You're just saying that off the back of them coming on against St Johnson." It's it's partly that, but it's partly because I actually liked what I seen. Griffiths, you know, he might not be up to total match fitness, right? But see if you chuck him in the start of that game, you just go with it because see if you put somebody in like Kamara who who folds under the pressure in that game, you're a man down ultimately. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, Kamara's not played a big game like that for us. But if you throw Griffiths in, he knows he knows what's happening. He knows who he's playing. He knows who he's up against. Listen, see if you get four or five minutes at him, and he get he grabs a goal in the first half. Bye. You take him off then at that point. And and I would listen. We get five subs. He last a he last a half score. My, my problem, I like I like your team, but my problem is Rogic and Rogic and Griffiths. Right, I think they're going to play a part. Absolutely, they play a part for me in this game, and they will definitely be coming on at some point. I think you get more out of Rogic. I think Rogic has this next season at Celtic. I'm delighted with Kevin, but I think Rogic, his role is going to be coming on last twenty minutes, and last twenty minutes and basically every game for us and playing. I would much rather have because he's going to gas himself. Like you know that he's not played. He's not like he's not fit at the best of times, but he's not. <laughs> he's not had a run of game. So I think you get to fifty five minutes. He's gassed. So that's another sub. Griffiths. That's another. He's only played fifteen minutes. How long are you going to get out of him? So I think those two guys you need to manage them. You need to bring them on. Griffiths played a big chunk though, Scott. In the and I'm going to say pre-season friendly. I know it was ages ago, right? But he played a kind of decent chunk in that pre-season friendly when he came on. And that was that's after, it. That's what no, no. But what I'm going to say is that was after 
the doubts over his fitness and stuff like that. He then came back in, played a decent chunk of that game against against Hibs, right? And I he's not played since then, right? He's been playing the development squad though. Do you know what? Aye, he's been he's been playing the development game. Axel. He scored, didn't he? I'm pretty sure he scored for the day. No, no, it was a bounce game. I think it was a bounce game against Motherwell. He scored the other day. He was playing in all that, but didn't know score. Nah, he scored against against Motherwell in a bounce game. But I mean, listen, we did a homework in this pod. Bounce game is a bounce game, right? But even the pre-season friendly against Hibs, you could see we we could watch him in that game. That was two months ago, though. Yeah, but he's not going to have regressed in two months. If that was him coming back after being not fit enough to go to France with us. And then coming back and playing that but game, I'm, looking sharp. I'm saying with the intensity of this game. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I think Griffiths will play a part in this game, but for me, it's like the last half an hour. And I think Kamala's worked really hard over the lockdown, and not just worked hard because he's proved it when he's come on. I mean, that goal he scores against St. Johnson, that's brilliant. Like, and he's always he's he's worked really hard. And I think there's injury doubts over not injured like Griffiths is a fitness, but like fitness wise, there's doubts over three of them. Kamala's going to give you a lot of running. And I think, I think you go with Kamala and Edward. Can I also be honest though? Um, I've actually ruled out a yeti in that because I, I don't think he'll play. See if he is fit as well though. I'm going. To, I'll change my team again. Eddie and a yeti start up top. I just don't think a yeti's going to play in that one. I don't think he's, he's another one. How long do you get out of him if a yeti is fit? And that's the thing. So uh, yeah, I said the, the benefit though of playing a few games and a very good run of the team of fitness wise. So he has the capabilities to come in and play six, seven minutes, no problem. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking. If you've got, well, I've said play Edward and Clamalla. Yeah, if Edward's not out, I would have played El Yunus. I think Ayeti and Griffiths, looking at them fitness wise, I don't, I don't think, I think get, you'll get the best out of them if you only give them. I don't think Clamalla's been up to start again yet. Don't, no, don't get me wrong. See Clamalla, see from what I've seen him so far and the, the glimpses. Obviously, the game against St John's as well when he gets goal, took it really well, played really well actually in that game. See if I can get that from him. You tell me just now you're going to get that Kamala who's who's on form. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I probably would agree with you. I'd probably chuck him in. My thing is, Kamala hasn't played a big game like that for us, even you know, even get a taste of it yet mm-hmm. at this point. So for me, chucking him in to the first old firm game of the season when he's not had a taste of an old firm game at all up until this point. For a good sample size of Kamala, and he's, he's not done it regularly or consecutively, I'm have to go. Aye, I think I would play. I'd, my my reckoning for that is I'd play Griffiths to start because worst case scenario we're going to get half an hour, um, forty five minutes of decent Griffiths. You know, and you half. would rather have that in the second half uh, when we just defend some tired. But uh, you better get the tired the same yeah, first but, initial half. I mean, goal goals in the lander are the fucking shape. Like, if we're a man, even Tavern, if, 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 if we're obviously a man down though at that point, see in the first half, if we even get somebody like Griffiths firing all cylinders, mm-hmm. he could easily go down quickly in that game. And that's my thing. See if we get somebody who knows the game, who's going to kind of rail us for the start, get us going. And then if you have to get us going, like Kamala's not. He's, 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 he's no monk. He boldly Kamala. No, I, that's my, my, my reason for Griffiths. I, I, Scott said four paces like that. Kamala will fucking do it. Kamala is the man. That's me and my bio prediction at the start of the year. What do we do? Loan. I'll wake up tomorrow and say Edward and Elian Issue should have played. Lining out. Right, we're going to go back. Back up the park then. Uh, left back. I'm going with Lockdown. Tony, who'd you go with Elian Issue? I went with Elian Issue, sort of left wing back because I totally missed an arse my team before so I forgot about Laxalt. But... I don't think Laxalt's actually played a game since is it June or July, I think. He's not played since AC Milan. So it's a bit of a layoff. Is, is it worse than Greg Taylor, though, Scott? 
It's an unfit right. player better than Greg Taylor. Yes. Yes. Hear me out. Hear me out, right? We're all here, right. here. We're, we're all here. fucking silently. We're here for it, mate. I'm waiting. The reason that I'm saying you should play Greg Taylor, I mean, like, he's an unknown and he's going to, he will play at some point for us, but he's an unknown. He's only had a week's training when all the team are there, right? Mm. They're, they're all away in internationals. There's a handful of them still kicking about. Uh, so he's not had the time to work on tactics and what we're doing. Like, we're going to have one day's in on Friday before the game to work on things. Uh, I never considered that as a point actually so point. we're only going to have one day and the reason I'm going to say Greg Taylor is I think you, tell, you play Greg Taylor and you don't really tell him you do all your attacking down the right wing you just give the ball to Fing Pong because Fing Pong's our best player you play you play through the middle via Cham McGregor Fing Pong via your outlet Greg Taylor when Greg Taylor as much as we've slaughtered this guy and the reason I think we've slaughtered him is because he always, he's always got the ball for Celtic and he's not a left wing back but I think you have Greg Taylor have one role defend and he's, up, he's going to be up against Tavernier say what you like about him I mean he can't fucking defend for fuck but his own he, role, what? defending won't be his own role in this game though because he's a playing left wing back no I know I know I get that I get that but we played Hibs a few weeks ago your fucking favourite player Martin Boyle good guy didn't get, didn't get a sniff and I thought Greg Taylor did really well in that game defend up against him well I mean None of us have ever disputed that Greg Taylor's a particularly bad defender. Mm. We've just thought when he's on the ball and he's asked to be a creative outlet. So that that's my reasons why I would play Greg Taylor. Because I think their threat will come down for Tavernier down that right-hand side. You just say to him, focus on him. Mm. And for then, aye. The that's one, my, the that's one my way I can see that working is possibly if, if Greg Taylor sits back and comes out of the back three and allows Aya to get forward and left, that's the one way I could see that working because Ayers runs are fantastic he's paced to get back as well he'll get back and cover the ground no problem if Greg Taylor sits in deep with Duffy and Julian at the back allowing Ayers and Flynn Pong to go down the left I think that could work my only problem with, with that is and I, I get what you're saying about um, us kind of slaughtering Greg Taylor but nobody's ever really doubted he's defending as such if he was a I, I don't think Greg Taylor's a left wing back in all honesty I think he's a, he's a left back he, he's not the kind it's, of guy. It's not his fault. Aye, and it's not, and he's he's left it on the left himself a lot of the time. You know, we're relying on him to be the kind of driving force on the left to put crosses in. He's not got that in him, but it, that's not his game. We've kind of made him play that way. My only fear is, listen, we can say what we want about about Tavernier, right? Tavernier's playing well this season so far. Any anything that I've seen of them, he's been playing well this season. Um, who have they got outright is going to be Asich. no he's the left no I mean actually right. Neil will play Jones or Barker or Hadji on that side of the right it's going to be I reckon it'll be Hadji they'll play out in that so Greg Taylor's going to have Hadji and Tavern I don't think he'll to be honest I don't think it'll be Hadji I can see Eddie both step out the fold he's injured Eddie both injured though I think we'll win. Ah, so that's your bangles out. Contribution fuck. Just cut out. They've been playing Arfield in midfield and he's doing really well for them. So they're either going to go Arfield to the right and go more defensive in the middle, which I think they might do. And if they don't do that, they're going to play Barker or Jones. But even in that regard, I mean. Barker's got the weekend. Aye, Jones got. Like, there's. I just think. I don't know, I do think it's a worry. I mean, you've signed a new guy and he's no really trained with his teammates, let's be honest. We, we, it's basically like signing this guy. I know he's been in training for a week and 
Tony says match sharpness and but all again, that. Again, one of the most recent ones, um, Scott Sinclair. What you say we were about Scott Sinclair? He came in the day before the Hearts game. Came in, played really well, scored. See right now, see with Scott Scott Sinclair in that first season form coming to this team now. Imagine that left winger now. Oh, that'd be amazing. Fuck me. But that, that's, that's the point about trusting Maxwell. And I think this guy's came for a decent. Listen, Maxwell's been training every single day with players in AC Milan. See if we can get an AC Milan team, right? Obviously, AC Milan have got a decent squad, so that's no a negative on him that he can't get into the AC Milan squad at, at left back or, or left wing. Um, we know the abilities there with Laxell as well because he was in the World Cup Player of the Year team as no, well. That's what we talked about. 2018, so it's not long ago. I mean, he could turn out to be a world day, and then if you occupy Tavernier defensively and push him the other way, then he's fucked because he can't defend. So we'll see that's another it. argument, but I just don't know. It's the unknown, I've got the fear because we've played El Kaduri there. I know, that's just fucking years ago. Did he, 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 he score? He did. He fucking scored that day. Yeah, I mean, looks like he I did mean, score, but we all. The ball was, left his foot. It was a goal. We also conceded <laughs> four goals and get beat four two that day. Aye, we were still cheered ironically. <laughs> <laughs> but we've seen players step in though in their debut at an old firm game and successfully pull it off. So mm. why couldn't like Sal do it? He's got the ability to do it. I think. See, if, if I'm looking at that that wing. See, see, if I, see if I'm Steven Gerrard and I'm sitting looking at what I'm going to target I'm going to put Tavernier I'm going to put Hadji out on the right I'm going to terrorise Greg Taylor because that's the weak link in our team mm-hmm. and see if he doesn't do that but she probably only because he's a fanny like that is our mistake that's the guy you target in our team is Greg Taylor you put you know Tavernier's been right back regardless um, like I say he's been playing well see a guy like Hadji see if he turns up for that game even if you switch Kent across I know and play Kent out there they, they rip him to shreds in I, that game see but I, I still I, I genuinely think though Frimpong is a best player this season so far but mm-hmm. see defensively he's very very slight he's a very he's not, he's not a physical player I think Kent you need to give a credit to him he is playing well in a Kent but this is the he thing. won't give him a time defensively we're going to switch across then and talk about about Frimpong because I, you can say what you want about about Frimpong right he's, he's probably one of our best players just now in terms of getting up and down up and down the wing yeah. you know a creative force for us but I have said before he's defending can be a bit suspect and that might just be due to the fact he's a wee guy mm-hmm. right? he is a wee guy and having to rely on somebody like that who the majority of players can bully out of the way right? and, and it comes down I'm to gonna, he's not right back. I'm going to really disagree in this one How? because I think I think Fring Pong's been outstanding he's been our best player this season two previous games that we played against Rangers which we've all admitted that we were second best he wasn't the second best. He's outstanding. He gave away a penalty. Yeah, he also, I know, but see, before he got sent off, and he was unlucky. He, no, you know, he was, he was, he was our best player. The ball, I mean, is that before he got sent off, and the ball, rec- the ball got cleared by it, and it ricocheted. We're saying defensively, wrong side. Aye, but and then I don't think what else is he going to do in that one when he gets sent off? He's the ball's just what? bounced immediately. And we're, we're not talking about that individual game for that one challenge, but defensively, Frimpong is left a bit wanting times. We, he's paced to get back, he can cover great distances, no problem, but his physical attributes against an opponent like Ken or even Morelos out left, mm-hmm. we've seen that with Lustig as well, pushing off the ball, no problem. Miles, Miles improvement in Lustig. was a proper defender. What, what we're saying is. Frimpong's more of an attacker, in my opinion. He's a left wing back, not a left back. See that game at New Year um, when they beat us 2 1 last year? One of the big 
takeaways from that that we were on the car we were raging coming back and we were talking about the game mm-hmm. one of the big takeaways was the fact that um, Frimpong was out on the right hand side the ball would often get played out to him and at this point we slaughtered James Forrest for going missing at this point Frimpong was very self right at that point and it probably it made him look good in that game because he was finding space he was pouring on and he had nothing to go by you know nobody there to, to feed the ball and he had nobody to play the ball to he had no support so he's having to go up and down the park and that wasn't a, a, a negative on him that wasn't his fault but for me when it comes to Frimpong and defending there's just a few wee things and it. it's, it's not it's not massive it's not like a massive issue because I think in the grand scheme of things and against most teams he's fine you know he's defending is fine but and we'll give him a due range for a different animal this season compared to the rest of the teams in Scotland you know he's coming up against a player like Kent who is on form just now that can rip him they could, they could rip most guys apart but, get it, but Frank Pong could also rip them apart the other way 100% 100% Bassett's can defend either let's be honest but they're not but they're not relying on, on Kent to be their defender as well whereas we are so we're putting our defender who is probably our best attacker than the right and we're relying on him to provide th- balls in the box and defend personally the I think the, the real battle for us is why why we should play 3-5-2 three, three, is to win the midfield battle yeah. because the last two times we played them I mean I know it's fucking 10 months down the line but the teams are still quite similar we lost the midfield battle because Brown and McGregor were left 2v3 every time 2v3 mm-hmm. there was Davis uh, Kamara Jack no attacking players but it was 3v2 every time on them right and uh, that's a problem but now I think if we go 3-5-2 that's why I think Rogic will be lacking in that role bring Rogic on later on in the game mm-hmm. if you're looking for a goal looking for a bit of magic uh, depending on how the game goes but I think if you play in Sham McGregor Brown that's three it matches uh, their three in that regard and that's that's where we lost it last time if we can win whoever wins the midfield battle will win the game I feel like we get a bit sidetracked there because that actually wasn't the the point I was trying to make I know I know, I know. What, what I was going to try and then say is if we're going to have to rely on Frimpong I don't think we can rely on Frimpong to be our best attacker than the right and a defender but that's why you've, you've got three centre halves so, so this is what I'm out. saying Aye. I think this is where we need them three at the, at the kind of centre back positions to almost kind of stretch it a bit you know we're going to get attacked here with a high press right we always do that's how they play they play a 4-3-3 they've got the three at the front they're going to come as I think we need to be keeping an eye on these guys the whole time because that's what they've ripped us apart last time and it's us not dealing with it this is another small thing St Johnson done it against us as well in that first half he played United here front. Done it against us the season. and yeah so St Johnson you know, didn't play that against my, us my way to mi- front. My high, way, high press we struggled I don't know no, and I get that my way to mitigate that and I think it might play in our favour when there's no fans there Obviously, it's, it's a park edge so you're thinking right home team needs to attack give them the ball because they don't have a clue what to do with it and that's how we beat them at Ibrox last year. Mm-hmm. See when Edward booted that for kickoff and booted it in for a show. <laughs> that's when we discussed. That was how we were going to play that game. Time Give them the ball because they don't. They cannot break teams down. So they, they do well in Europe because they're a counter attacking team. Yeah. Teams come out and attack them. Don't get sucked into a trap. Give them the ball. Mm-hmm. Say to them, you you come and make the play. Because even with the big Gattaso, had all the ball in the first half, but. Never done anything. They, they, they never done anything because Rangers sit in deep and go right, go for it. And they had that's the thing with certain Rangers. They have the players that can help you in the counter attack. So I, if we do let them have the ball, sit in deep, Frimpong getting wide, 
earlier said Larks out going up the other wings pick them off I mean yeah. Yeah, whoever would play up front whether it's Edward Griffiths Ayeti Clamalla they'll give their centre-halves problems because their centre-halves the are not up to much they've not signed a big centre-half that's changed their mentality all of a sudden and I'm fed up fucking this is me talking with five cans but I'm he- <laughs> fed up hearing about how their mentality's all of a sudden changed and they're this and they're that this season right we're still in October nothing's really changed they've not signed anyone they've not went out and signed like a big commanding centre-half like a Liverpool did with Van Dijk or a goalie they're still the same team they're still the same ball merchants the same team that we can get at and I don't think there's anything to fear Alright, so you say that though about them you know kind of not saying have they been bottle merchants blah blah They're, the media are going after they now saying Rangers are class Rangers are brilliant they've been playing so well Celtic oh, they're off the boil we're effectively tapping the league now right and this is okay the Aberdeen game we've still got to play whenever that comes you know if we win that game we go top of the league clear right yeah We've not been playing well. We all say this. We've not been playing well this season, Tony. But Rangers have hardly been playing class. And let's be fair to them. They have been playing well. But they have been playing well to a certain point. But see the bias in the media. You would genuinely, genuinely believe Celtic haven't won a game this season. Mm-hmm. The way they go in. Um, yeah, we're not playing great form, but we are still putting teams to the fucking slaughter. St. Johnson game, yeah, it took to the five subs coming on the park and it was eventually a 2 0 victory. But for the 90 minutes, it was 80% possession in their box. I can't, and every team is camped in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and that's the problem though, we've, we've been battering teams this season and we've been struggling to put the ball in the net and we've said as well, you know, Eddie's been off form for a few games, you know, he's still got to come good. He's, he's still got to click into form for the season and start rattling goals in again. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is us struggling to score goals, dominating games, uh-huh. that's going to come. That, that is eventually going to come the goals are eventually going to come for us and see what it does man we're going to absolutely start hammering folk why would they not start for the biggest game of the season on Saturday why would that not be the thing what we're doing is the market champions you're not playing well but you're still picking up three points um, and the, see the thing is though we do this every year we do click into form eventually and see what we do teams can't live it mm-hmm. simple as that we will give somebody an absolute pacing I thought it was St Johnson at the weekend to be fair again Prediction that the fucking window with that one, Fingers yeah. Varos, St. Johnson. Stop that. Two for two. Uh, however, but Celtic have the capabilities to win any game. We have the winning mentality. And I genuinely do believe that on Saturday we can win this game. Cool. Right. We know we say we don't do predictions, right? We know we don't do predictions on, on this show, but are we going to put a prediction for this one in terms of score? Well, you're going to now. You're going to save it to the end. Well, I'm sitting here with a course that says demolition derby, so I'm going to go away. Six fucking do. I love you said you said that. I have to check it because I was looking, I was looking at the first goal score. It was Sutton. Listen, there's been that many demolition derbies. I, I don't. I was like, right, who's going to be first goal score? Sutton again, first minute. <laughs> um, right, we put out a, a few messages on Facebook the other day. Um, getting questions in from folks so Scott you've got a few there don't you Aye uh, I've got a question uh, from young Patrick Brettany a fellow mate of the pod Good Tim then Good Tim aye Good Good Tim give him a shout out he's asked three questions so he's kind of ripping the piss a bit all of them all of them like my baby he's good at five and I'll give him that He's basically he's asked, "Is this the deepest squad we've had for twenty years?" That's his first question. Twenty years. 
That's a tough one, to be fair, because you look at the teams that we've had before, and if we go back... You're definitely going back to new times, so. though. I'd probably say we've had deep... We've had deep teams, right? That's probably the right choice of word to say, but we have had teams that have been deep in terms of players. In terms of quality, though, I, I'd probably say as I'd probably say if you know we could build two teams just now that could that could compete in most leagues, right? If you take you know our kind of backup players for for certain positions, mainly midfield and up front, we could build we could build two teams. Defense possibly could be doing with a couple of extra ones. You know, we look at the centre backs. We've got three decent centre backs there. Just now we've got Stephen Wells waiting in the wings as well. So you know we've got we've got four players for two positions in that place. Three of them are quite good, one of them we're quite happy with in terms of Stephen Mills for being a, a fourth choice. Right back, Frimpong, El Hamid. Mm. That's pretty much it, isn't it? That's pretty much it. There's, we could be dealing with that. Who's next? Ralston, maybe? Nah, not for me. Left wing, left back. Ralston's away. No, he's still there. Nah, he's still here. Is he? Nah, he's training yeah. the other day, apparently. Fucking hanging on, man. I know. Skinny as teeth. So Ralston's still there. Left back, um, you obviously get Max Alton Taylor. We've got nobody else there. That's probably the one position we, we do lack. But Daniel Chuck's there as well. Left back for the Elvis squad. He's been playing. Daniel Chuck's as well. I've got a few there. Also, if you look at right back to the Elvis, O'Connor as well. He's out in loan as well at right back. So there's there's players there that are, are no no bad quality and in good quality. Um, midfield speaks for itself. You know the right players you've got in midfield were overrun by midfield players. We spoke last week as well about four decent strikers that we've got now. You know we've got Eddie Ayeti. Griffiths and uh, Clamalla. I think we should just limit it all to the first team, like just sort of first living and bench to actually give us an accurate description. But then I think, I think that's where it comes into their own, when like we've like with the COVID stuff and the players out, that's why it didn't bother me because it's like four players out. Like Celtic have got players that can come in. Like see if Rangers had four players that were done with COVID mm-hmm. for their starting 11, they'd be knackered. We've, they just built three teams. we've just built three teams together and not one of them includes Christie. Because we can include Christie, and I still think the teams that we picked are strong teams. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think our midfield is weak at all. In each, even on that basis, see if Christie is match fit and available, I still wouldn't pick him for the game. No, so. but what I'm saying is Christie is off form just now. But in terms of quality of player, Christie's oh, a great player. There's a great player in there. We've all so, seen it time after time. Even the Hearts game, the first step to the fold. Great, great performance from Christie. But right now, I don't think he actually makes a starting position in that squad. Even Forrest, to a certain extent, again, right, right wing, nah, not for me. Jimmy Frankel, 100%, right wing. I think that's where it'll come into their own, and, and that's why I think we will win the 10 in a row, because the squad plays a part over the season. You don't get away mm. with having the same. The Rangers had a couple of injuries last time in January, and they fell apart, and I still look at them, they've added a couple of strikers, but I still don't think, in terms of they get injuries. I think they're they're knackered, and I don't think I don't see the same for Celtic. And I think we have got a, I think we've got one of the deepest squads that we have had in so many years. Rangers issue last year after the turn of the year was Morelos going off form, not scoring goals as well. And again this season, you have you haven't really seen much of a change. If he's not scoring, they're not exactly buying goals in. Mm-hmm. Barker there that we can come off the bench and score, die fair enough. But they're still heavily reliant on the strikers for goals, but. I, but Celtic, we're across the midfield, we can get goals from anywhere. Even defence, Shane Duffy, he'll get you at least 10 goals. Julian, no problem. Set, yeah, set pieces could be, yeah. could be big on big Saturday as well. I, I don't think both teams, teams are good at defending set pieces, to be fair. 
I don't see. I think we're better both for attacking set pieces, but defending. Uh, I think both teams, both teams are suspect. Aye. Uh, right. Do you want his? Do you want his second? Yeah, you go second question. Second and third questions, which both link in. He's kind of said, "Who's been your player of the year so far? Who's been your disappointment of the year?" Ben so Paul far? Taylor. You want to elaborate? No. I feel like I've been I think if Pat wants to actually listen to the podcast back he'll fucking realise why Taylor's a shape one and Frank Pong's an excellent one but no for me the disappointment eh, disappointment I'm going to be controversial and I'm going to say Edward I don't think Edward's had the heights of last no, year I, do know, I kind of disagree with that with literally we've sat here for this podcast we're talking about him playing or not playing this game at the weekend and we've all said he's been off form you know Aye, it has been disappointing. The problem is, but you know there's a player in there, but right now we're just not seeing that player. Going to... Missed a couple of games with injury. Finished Farrell's game. He scored the goal that gets through the Europa League group stages. He said a couple of games where he wasn't great. Some of the goals he scored, though, it's it's on well, the standards you expect. Me, are thinking right? You need to kick on. And I don't know. Or maybe he's hit, maybe he's hit his head slightly turned. The transfer window's now shot, and I think. Possibly, What's but the first barrel goal, it's, it's like three yards out you go right, cool, that could be big confidence boost, gets himself on the score line, no problem, same with whatever games, but he's just not, it's not that end of the last season when he grabs a game of scuff and neck, he comes deep, he a chance at nowhere, skins three players, puts the ball in the back of the net and, and he goes, fuck And by the way, see, sensational. see sitting here on the 14th of October, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely delighted that Ed Barbsey pissed this season because he meant neck and bottom. Well, that's it. <laughs> Liam wasn't interested in the man you didn't buy Dembele in return. Who's been your player this season? Our biggest disappointment, Ryan? My biggest disappointment has been has been Greg Taylor. <laughs> it's got to be Greg Taylor. I can't pick anybody else. Are you right? disappointed in a Kamala player during a facility that isn't capable to step up to the mark? There you go. You just explained my reason why. Because I can fucking read you a book. Exactly. No, he <laughs> has to be. I can't think anybody else that's, that's worthy of being my disappointment in the season. Edward has been off form. I um, disappointed in Griffiths pre season. They'll come back fighting fit like he was in the last season. Mm-hmm. We've dealt with that one as well. But I think in terms of performances, Greg Taylor for me is the, is the letdown. Best player of the season, it's got to be Frimpong. It's got to be. I don't think you can pick anybody else other than him. Um, it's been impressed with Shane, um, Shane Duffy since he came in I thought he's been he's been really good I've liked the I've, one or two games I've, a bit shaky, but I've enjoyed the, the kind of captain quality that he's bringing to the party just now I'm enjoying the fact that we're scoring goals for corners with Hedis now he's, yeah. he's a big threat for, for corners um, he's solid at the back I watched the Ireland game earlier on with a couple of dodgy moments maybe he's that kind of player that's got a dodgy moment in him at the back but in his defence as well when I watched the Ireland were they were bought on it they were absolutely bought on it I think mm. so it could be a bit of that as well but no I'm really happy with him coming in I'd say Frimpong for standout Shane Duffy my second I would I would agree with these Frimpong total standout being absolutely unreal and he's only going for strength to strength the way he carries the ball at defence the dribbles he goes on the amount of fouls that he wins is I think you've doubts about him defensively but I've not really got much doubts him defensively I think he's one of the one of our best players in the moment. First first name the team sheet for me. Honourable mentions Cal McGregor because just goes without saying. And also Aye for me. Aye, I mean big money spent on him five million and just no he's maybe fitness down since picked up a wee knot, but basically any time he's been on the park he scored. So he's definitely and that's, and that's that's all you can that's we've needed a poacher, he's come in and aye, he's been yeah. brilliant. So you know if Edward or Griffiths is out 
or whatever, you know you've got you've got options here. Like we've got four absolutely brilliant strikers for me right now. Uh, biggest disappointment for me pains me to say it because I backed him early doors, but uh, Elianusi. Elianusi. See for me. I've tried to be positive with Elianusi, but um, you're not disappointed last year because you from him. Exactly. Last year I wasn't overly blown away with Elianusi. I don't see the big hype with Elianusi. I really don't. I think I think when he played I have, came I have in, him in a team for the, the weekend, don't we run, but it's only left wing back and all. We're gonna blame the vodka in that. It's only because he's the natural left winger and I think he can get him down the park. But for me, Elianusi, I don't see the hype with him, I really don't. I think I big name Southampton paid a lot of money for him and stuff like that, but for me, I wouldn't be interested in paying any more than three million for Elianusi. But I think it was a good deal just that we got him back and loan. I mean, I think that was a no-brainer to do it and we got him back and loan. I don't think... I think the system at the moment isn't helping him with the 3-5-2. I think... Mm-hmm. I thought the Ferris Farrows game, he was actually really good for us. Yeah, when we played the 4-2-3-1 time, he's a victim of the system that we're playing at the moment. But he's, he's too deep for me. See, when you're playing the, the two strikers, him and Edward against St. John's, they were far... They were, they were hardly, like... I don't think they were in the 18-yard box once between the pair of them. And they you get two, you get two strikers there. I think he's going to have to. I think he's a good enough player. He's, I mean, he's absolute quality. Mm-hmm. I think there's no doubt there's ability there. He's just going to have to learn how to play in this system, and he will play a part, no doubt, on this season. But he's just no heights I wanted and expected from so far. But that's not to say that he won't turn that around. No, definitely. I think he has a victim of the formation, like I said, hundred percent. With the 3-5-2, him and Edward do drop deep to try to create chances. And to be honest, with 3 5 you need two guys in that box creating chances. That's where you miss a Dembele figure that will stand in a six-yard box. You need two guys that play that, differently as well. And the problem is, Eddie likes to drop deep. and well, That's why we get a, a Yeti that's still goes through, because he's sitting in that six-yard box in that guy Hooper role, uh-huh. where he's just a complete poacher. His only job is to put that ball on it. He does not give a fuck what happens. He'll make the smart intelligent runs... Bendy's going around the defender. He'll be at that back post waiting for that ball for a ricochet. Right, next question then from uh, Chris McQueen. He said, how will we play against their press? He said, they always play high up the pitch at times. We've struggled to play against it um, in the past. I think we kind of touched on that a little Great bit question, earlier man. on. Great question. I mean, we, did, we touched on that a little bit earlier on, but... Neil Lenz turned the volume up. How can we do this? For, for me, if you're wanting to play against us three, you, you man-mark them. You know, you, you, well, you know, not man-mark them, but you've got your left... Centre back focuses that guy. Your centre back focuses that guy. Your right centre back focuses that guy. That's your, your main. You get your two wing backs that are coming back to kind of mop up stuff as well. But you focus on them. You you watch everything they're doing. You follow them across the pitch. Where if they switch, you switch it off. Right? And that's the thing. You, you kind of keep an eye on them at all times. Don't let them run at you because if Ken runs at you. Ken can take anybody on. If Hadji runs anybody on on his day when he's playing well, Hadji can take anybody on. Morelos, we'll touch on him because he's pish, but Julian has had problems in the past. I think I don't think Julian has had much problems with Morelos in the past. I'm going to disagree with you. I think. No, he has. I think Julian's been... Julian was immense in the cup final and even the game we get beat, I thought Julian had the issues. I think your issue is Ayer. I think mm-hmm. Ayer's... I mean, a big fan of Ayer and I've said what he brings to the team in terms of going forward and breaking out defence but I would be a slight worry for me that I think he's rash I think at times he doesn't think I don't think the fans being there I think he's, he's culpable of a mistake and 
just need to get full concentration out of him. Do you think that can help him though, with the fans not being his back for 90 minutes that he'll calm his play down and not go to ground? I mean, I mean he's, he's, he's always got that stupid slide tackle on him every game. He did it. Norway get beat by Serbia and he sold one of the goals by doing that fucking <laughs> Saul Campbell slide tackle right out of the pitch that he seems to want to do in fucking every well, game. Well, he did say in episode one, just cut print that eye goes to ground and just play it every week. Yeah. It is part of his game. He loves that big sort of tackle, just try to stamp himself in that centre back position. But for me, the three forwards for Rangers, they drift inside and out wide, they'll drag those players apart. But that's what I think Shane Duffy will come at his own and marshal defence. Because with Brighton, he's used to being pegged out at the back. He knows how to marshal defence. He's used to playing against Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City's. He'll marshal Julian Ireland down for this game, I believe. He's a top tier, top tier player as well. Shane Duffy, yeah, you know, he, he has. I think it's easy to forget that the fact that he's came to Celtic you sometimes forget where he's came from he's came from the Premier League man he, you know, he's played against the best players in the world week in week out in that league um, granted Brighton they've been a kind of up and down team they had a good good spell of the season bad spell of the season you know they kind of hummed and hawed and, and you know they were good some weeks pissed some other weeks but he he doesn't play for a Premier League team for nothing no. and that's the thing he, he knows what he's doing and we've said before about him potentially being you know a captain for Celtic having that kind of captain quality he's a captain for Ireland you know so he's got that quality about him if we need somebody to settle us against them battering us with, with three fronts with Ayer who's rash and Julian who sometimes certain games he just goes in certain games you know if we need somebody in between them two to just go bang key together I'd, I'd. And so that's the guy. I think the key. I think. I mean, you're talking about Julian being rash. I, I'm going to say. I think that's harsh because I mean, Van Dijk's been making errors for Liverpool, but he's still known as the fucking the best centre back in the world. Julian's, uh, Julian's had a couple of dodgy games, but by and large, Julian's been outstanding for us eight percent of the time. Aye. And and on like Shane Duffy, I think the key for him is Shane Duffy's a defender. Yeah. Just make him defend, and he deal with a high press. Is you don't want a scenario where you do a Brendan Rodgers. And what we did when we went to Ibrox in the game that we got beat, where you have, what well, at the time it was by by Ayer and I think it was Ralston, and have it just passing it about the back four, and that's how they come on you because you're slow. You don't you don't want the three centre halves passing it, but you want to get the ball into the midfield, get the ball into Cham, get the ball into McGregor, and get the ball straight up to but, Edward and Kamala, Griffiths, Ayer, whoever whoever you've got up top. And I think the game will be hundred percent one in the field this weekend. And I think Duffy also that on for you as well. I think Duffy's the kind of guy that'll push that on for you. He'll be like, "What are you doing?" But he, he has used the players coming on to him. No, he's, he's coming to Celtic and learn a new game where he's got complete control of the ball for ninety minutes. He's not used to that game of football. Mm. His style of football is sitting back, soaking up pressure. He is like a Harry Maguire sort of situation where. In that box, he comes alive. He is a defender. Harry Maguire, do you want to take Just that Just a shame it's the wrong box. Slapping. Harry Maguire's best defence was fucking his lawyers in Greece. That's not the point. But Shane Duffy comes alive in the box. Both boxes. He loves the box. Mm. Oh, about the box. Box daft. That's been you. That's been you. Are we going to stop saying box? <laughs> box and all. Box. But no. Look at him, Kenny. Them boxes. He's a threat. He's a threat out the park, and he's a. A great defender behind. He, he will smash everything out of the park. No nonsense. We see us for fucking months now, Shane Duffy. He's used to defending, so this this is the perfect game for him. Where a team will come on to him and he'll go, nah, this isn't happening. I don't know how to do this. Both bogs at wide front, bomb. both cuts inside, both. What's going to happen? A yeti. Fuck you. Okay. One nil. I've just called there. Is he going to be fire? Is he? No. 
Det er bøf. Det er bøf. Det er bøf. Aye,
young guys and not young in terms of that I mean you need to work for it you need to like properly have earned it like guys like Tierney have went through the whole process and I don't know I think Lennon might be looking at it in terms of I think Damien Duff spoke about it as well in terms of the problem with him is going back away and his work off the ball I mean I've spent so long slaughtering James Forrest for what he does on the ball the yeah. James Forrest off the ball like you haven't done it right do you want to do it right no nah, nah. come on I have been here long enough it wouldn't be an episode if it would be fucking Forrest bash be Forrest buyer come on I'm just absolutely <laughs> delighted that James Forrest will be sticking to government guidelines and he'll be staying at home this weekend that's the only <laughs> thing I can say about James Forrest alone hopefully <laughs> but all right, on Karamoka I think Lennon he obviously values hard work going backwards we've seen the same with Shved you can't really come in and just be a fair player and do this. Like Lennon, Lennon's going to see through that, and uh, I think I think the same things happened with with Dembele. Have you ever you, mate? You look like Shved. Have you still got Shved in the back of your pants? A good looking guy. Have you seen his wife? No, I've seen. Oh, his wife. she's unreal. Is that Olivia or something? Was that Olivia or some carry on? Olivia. Aye, Olivia. Get her fun. Anyway, no. this isn't the Celtic Dad's podcast. This is a Celtic Pod sixty seven podcast. So. Can you still about there for like 10 minutes? Aye, let's talk about it. Right, before we wrap up then boys, we've got another honourable mention um, for the, the referee the weekend. Brother Beaton has been given the game at the weekend. Yeah, the, um, the Crown Bar's got a special cocktail selection for John Beaton at the weekend. Well, can he go? It's shit. Yeah. Oh, really? That's, That's the only positive about this weekend is John Beaton can he go to the bar oh, after he's fucking finished. Can I get the badge in for his picture? Fucking prick. So, here's uh, this is probably on everybody's minds, right? But I'm just gonna I'm gonna just say it and we'll talk about it. How the fuck, after everything that happened after the last game that John beaten refereed for us, we go to the pub after it, celebrating the Rangers pub after it, the Crown Bar John beaten loyal flag. Why is this guy being given an old fun game? Have but, you met this? No, but even even still, see if it's something subtle, right? There's guys like Bobby Madden, right? Who we don't know what he does what side he kind of swings to, right? We've got a hunches, right? John Beaton is blatant out there as, oh, as a Rangers fan. Man. But they're picking him for this game against Celtic. He's a Rangers fan. He's obviously a Rangers fan. It's there in black and white. No, so he's St. Mirren. They all support St. Mirren. It's no a. It's there, mate. People can see it. I understand the, uh, the SFA just try and pass it off and go, oh, no, 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 he's, he's impartial. We know fine, he's not impartial. Why would you give this guy? Well, look at the back of Sash with a fucking fit again. <laughs> that is what it is. Like, see his mentality, like, John Beaton's going to be there. My big worry is he's not got the pressure of crowd, so he can just get away with doing whatever he wants because there's only the players that's not important. Right? He's, he's not going to vote to pull out decisions, so he's going to get away with the same uh, bullshit as every week. I don't want it far. So. The thing is with these referees, though, I don't think it's even a certain bias. I think it's just sheer incompetence. You see it across the board. Need, no, no need, he's biased. No, he's biased. Don't be biased. There needs, there needs, you need to have. Well, you do. You've, you've always got a referee. Fucking, what am I talking about? <laughs> 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 talking shit. Anyway, uh, this is going on too long. This is a fish pod. Uh, aye, all the referees are. Pretty, I mean, I would have rather Bobby Madden. I think Bobby Madden's probably the best ref in Scotland. I would have been quite happy to have Bobby Madden yeah, as a referee. Madden. We've got John Beaton and I. Might be a concern, but as I say, no excuses. Seize mentality. We know what we're up against. Everything that's been thrown at us. Just fucking get the job done. Get it won. The thing is, see if Celtic's voting for the referee to help us win this game Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's a massive issue. We need to dig in here exactly. and get this game sealed, delivered by 
80 minutes seven minutes this game has to be fucking wrapped up with a fucking bonnet under the Christmas tree waiting for Santa yeah, to don't give away. them any excuses you go out there Aye. play your game get your tactics right and and see if that is an issue after the FD performance after the game you bring it up after we fucking win mm-hmm. don't do any blues you deal with it after we win if there's an issue but to be honest I don't think there will be because all eyes will be on him I see it they cross fingers cross toes and take my fucking piss my cheek bite my tongue yeah, he's, he's going to cheat I <laughs> every time he referees a Celtic Rangers game though and, and yeah. there's, there's, there's do, you remember, do you remember the penalty with Paddy Roberts and Beerman he only gave that because he he's fourth official that? said Aye. that's a scoreboard penalty remember when Roberts runs down the wing and Beerman like wipes him out and it's a quick it's like it's one of those I like, thought like, like what do you call him is it head contact no no no, no it was <laughs> the 5-1 game like, and beat on beat on beaten and he wipes him out and he takes ages to make his decision because mm. I remember being mm. the end and then he looks at his fourth official and the fourth official is like sure, it's mean, quite clearly a penalty he's mean we're looking out. for the signs of that Which, how's he not given that why are the police not coming on the park then and resting uh, and this is my problem that, that my problem there you go. is we're saying about not putting on the referees and not having the refs kind of dictate the game and you uh, know you're saying Scott doesn't matter about the ref we need to have this game thing. don't give him a, a place but they often give themselves a place refs and, yeah. and do you know there's only a couple of guys that I've, I really properly have problems with John Bean's one of them and Andrew Dallas is the other one of, of being in charge of Celtic games Andrew Dallas is one of his fucking dad I mean all of them all of them are, all of them are garbage I, know, I mean Bobby Madden's alright but the rest of them pathetic but is he alright or just alright because he's a little goal no 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 even that I think like Bobby Madden's refereed old fun games in the past and actually Done an alright job. I, I think Madden's alright. I think you've seen the grand scheme of things. I think Madden is alright. I think he's he's quite even. He's quite straight in the middle. You know, he's he calls the games. You might disagree with some things, but he probably gives as many for us as he gives for them. So right, I, wrap this up. I've got an illegal rave to go. Have you? Yeah. Damn. That's a lying That's me. I'll shut up then. Right, boys. Saturday, Celtic Rangers, Parky, Tony. How do you think it's going to go? Score prediction. Score prediction. Um, well, I'm famous for getting these right, Chloe. Uh, I've had a lot of comments about going to save match winning bets. Aye, good call. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had a lot of pillars mess me going thanks for that tip, by the way. I've a lot of money about that one. So, okay. um, I'm going to go with just Celtic win. I don't think I can put a score like that. This can go fucking either way, I'm not kidding you. This could be 2 1, 3 1, or I think it could be a 5 1 Rangers name ball. So for me, fuck it, go to contradict. If I just said that and say 2 1 Celtic. Scott. I can't believe this, for the first time in my life, I'm going to agree with my favourite Celtic dad, Tony Doyle. 2 1 Celtic? I'm going to say 2 1 Celtic, but what he said, just fucking win. Right. I, I, I don't give a fuck if it's an OG in the 91st minute I don't care Any, if it comes off fucking Hillander's arse and goes in the net I don't care if Jalen's trying after game I should demand that though but three I don't care three points on the board that is all that matters in these games especially in this season Ten points. I'm going to go 1-0 Celtic I'm going to go 1-0 and I think it's going to be a nervy game it's going to be actually it's not even a nervy game it's going to be extremely nervy this game I think we're going to sneak it I think we're going to defend for our life in this one and I think we're going to sneak a 1-0 victory um, because like we said they've been playing well yeah. we haven't I think this is when it comes down to the team playing well and the team that haven't and we just need to kind of rise above our form that we've had and just somehow get it done so 1-0 Celtic for me 
and I'll take it. I'm shitting myself. I am breaking myself up. Anyway, fans, man, every every game you like this is fucking hot. Listen, Saturday morning, boys. I know we can't watch the game together, right? We can't watch the game together because of the rules that are put in place now. But get yourself to the shop because we can go to the shop still. Get, get yourself a bottle. Get yourself a four pack because there's no point getting more than that because you don't want to be asked drinking after that. No, no, no. But the only main question that needs to be answered is: Is it Lecky Melon? What colour of mad dog do you think? You go for Lecky Melon. I'm going to give you a top. I'm going to give you a top tip. We all bought this shit during lockdown. A neutral bullet. We all did. And somebody's bought a fucking wee bullet for Anselmers. But that's not the point. So what we're going to do here is we're going to get Lecky Melon. <laughs> you never know this is 2020 shout out to our fucking pals of the pod so 2020 you get a Lecky Melon lemonade ice Nutribullet blend that motherfucking shit up get yourself a straw you fucking turn that you mixing my dog you've just got no 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 no, no, no. I make yourself a cocktail you'll buy 8 quid in fucking oh, November mate. anyway boys you're just wearing that fucking blue scarf we're going to wrap this up Scott Sutherland thank you very much Thanks very much, Ryan. I'm not even going to say it all out. I'm just going to say get fucking into them. Tipsy bartender. Cheers, mate. See you later on. Cheers, boys. Munich Selic. Here we go.